Do you ever feel a bit intimidated or overwhelmed when you find yourself thinking about legal when it comes to your lash business? You're working so hard to build your dreams and achieve your goals, and those shouldn't go down the drain simply because you didn't know how to protect what matters most to you. I'm your host, attorney and friend of the lash industry, Tamson Horton, and together we'll learn how to protect what matters most when it comes to your lash business so you can confidently take your business to the next level and beyond with simple, easy to understand and action you can take today. You will never feel intimidated or overwhelmed by legal anymore. When do you make money from your lash services and products? Well, the short answer is during each and every action before, during, and after your appointments. And an often overlooked aspect is how legal is truly at your disposal to make you more money and keep you legally zipped up so you and your profits are protected. Now, over the next four weeks, we are going to take the time to meticulously walk through how addressing just a simple few key parts in your scheduling process can protect you and your profits because every business decision has a legal impact and we want them to be positive. So let me share with you what we are going to be walking through. This week, we're talking all about what is happening before your appointments. So from the time that someone sees you and starts learning about you all the way through to them booking and confirming their appointment. The second part is going to be focused on the legal triggers that are happening during the appointment. The third part, which makes sense, is going to continue our discussion talking about what happens after the appointments. And I am reserving part four for some of the frequently asked questions that come up when I'm sharing this information. So we will be using your questions and your insights that you share with me over the next few weeks for week four so that we can get really dialed in on what is important to you and your lash business. Now, this week, Like I said, we're focused on those aspects of the process that deal with what happens before your client ever comes into their appointment to have their lashes done. Now, I know that everyone's business process is a little bit different. You're a unique business owner. You have a unique brand. But these are the pieces that you share across the board. They're the common denominators. And out of the three parts, before, during, and after, before is by far the heavy hitter from a legal perspective. Now, I really want you to understand why this matters to you as a lash artist, as a lash business owner, is taking care of the issues that are triggered in this portion of your business process. So from someone seeing you, learning about you all the way through to confirming their appointment, it protects you and it protects your profits. Okay, so first of all, And this is across the board. 
The single best decision that you can make and one that I'm going to take as a given from here going forward is that you make the decision to use an online scheduler. Now, there are so many options. There are other people that have talked on this topic, so I'm sure this is not new information to you. And while there are free versions, and I totally understand that money is tight when you are starting your lash business. Every business owner goes through that. But investing as little, and this is my complete side note public service announcement, investing as little as $20 a month to receive the full features of whatever service you're using is worth its weight in gold. Now, I personally use Acuity Calendar. And for me, it's $19 a month. And I don't know about you, but I cannot hire a dependable, trustworthy employee to handle my booking, collecting money, reminding people, canceling, rescheduling that is willing to work for $19 a month, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. So please investigate that because from a legal perspective, I'm going to show you where the different touch points and where you need to be including legal documents to protect yourself are essential absolutely essential. And on the business aspect, you can't hire yourself to do this. Not to mention, you'll mess it up. I mess it up. And that's why the online scheduling is so key because anything that gives you the ability to set your availability, send multiple reminders, include a way, like I said, for people to agree to your contract terms, your consent, your photo release, privacy policies, that is worth its weight in gold. It is as essential as you having the right tweezers. You can't lash without those and you cannot let create a solid legally zipped up business if you are scheduling appointments via text or via Facebook Messenger on your phone. It is impossible. So as we're going through this, I want to give you a visual. Just feel your back for a moment. Like we all have our spine, right? Everything, especially for those of you that have ever had back pain, every thing in our bodies really emanates out from our spine. So as we're going through this four-part series, think of it as strengthening your boss bone, okay? Instead of your backbone that you have in your body, think about your boss bone as the spine of your business. And the better shape that your back is in, the better you can move your whole body. And the stronger your boss bone of your business is in, the better your business is going to move. So let's dive in to everything that comes to do with the before an appointment aspect. And this, I want you to think about for the moment, and this again will depend on where you are in your own business journey, but where are new clients finding you? Where are they learning about you and how they can do business with you? My guess is there's a variety of ways. There's probably word of mouth from existing clients, social media, local business. They're finding you in some way, shape, or form. They're starting to get to know you. And then what happens? So I'm going to use a very normal situation where they might see you on Instagram. They 
follow you for a while. They say, oh, wow, yes, I want to go, you know, get my lashes done. And they click on your link, whatever link you happen to have in your profile. Where does that go? Here is where I will also encourage you. Professionals have websites. Get a website. All right. This is really important from a legal perspective because we're going to need a place to put some of the legal stuff. All right. And websites are very easy to do. I don't think you should, you know, learn how to custom code or spend thousands of dollars. None of that. But a basic website, that is what a professional business has. So I encourage you to have a website. And the website, think of it as it needs to make you money, not just take up space. But for service-based businesses, it works a little bit differently than, say, uh, a product-based platform where you go to the site, you add some things to your cart, you click out. Yes, the website is facilitating the sale. It's doing the same with a service provider. And on your website specifically, now we're going to get into some of the legal stuff, you need to have a privacy policy. Now, this isn't something that is just nice to have or eh, maybe I should have it, maybe I shouldn't. In the modern world, with the transference of personal data back and forth all over the place, the privacy policy is a non-negotiable. You have to have one. And you have to have one in varying degrees depending on where you live. All right. We're not, this is not the scope of this episode. We will have future episodes on this. But if you're in um, the EU, you are going to have different privacy policy requirements. If you're in the States, privacy policy laws are changing. California has recently enacted new privacy laws. And the best way to think about this is you're taking personal information and you want to make sure that in every way that you possibly can be transparent and protective at the same time, that is essential, okay? Now, the other piece that you'll need is a cookie consent. Again, this really will dive into how you're marketing, how you're tracking. This will not apply to all of you at all. But at a bare minimum, when we're using a website, which we should because we're professionals, you need a privacy policy and a cookie consent. Now, like I said, we're not going to go into all of the intricacies of those. At their core, they are just communicating in a transparent fashion what information you collect, where are you storing it, who has access to it, how could it be corrected. Those are the key pieces, which you would want to know that about any business you were handing over your information to. So just know that the Lashing Legally Starter Package has exactly what you need, tells you how to customize your needs, and also the instructions on proper installation and display. But you can, and you can find information about that on the lashinglegally.com. At the end of the day, on your website, you need a privacy policy and a cookie consent. Now, also on your site or social media, because more than likely, no one is ever going to click on those things, except if there was an issue, okay? They live behind the scenes. And really, that's what a lot of legal does. It drifts behind the scenes until it becomes the star of the show. 
My goal for you is that it always it's always an understudy. It should always just live behind the scenes, protecting you, protecting your profits, but never needing to come out in full force. But if it needed to, you have it at your disposal. So they're on your site. They have said, oh, yes, I totally, I want to, I want to book an appointment with her. Perfect. When you have that automated online scheduler um, in your business, that is allowing you to protect yourself, okay? And this is why. You're likely going to have a client intake form, all right? You want to enhance the experience that they have at their appointment with you. And I don't know about you, but going into a business for the first time or maybe the second time, maybe I came in the first time and I couldn't schedule something, but being handed a clipboard with a pen and being told, hey, go fill this out and come back to me, it doesn't enhance the experience. So you're a service provider. You're providing this incredible service that makes people feel confident and feel better about themselves and love when they walk past a mirror and they catch a glimpse of their lashes. So anything you can do to, again, still protect yourself, but enhance the experience for me is a good thing to share with you. So your client intake form, when you are using an online scheduler, and from now going forward, we are going to take that as fact that you are using an online scheduler. So they go to book the appointment, and the scheduler gives them a digital version of the client intake form. So this is the reason you have to have the privacy policy. That intake form is them sharing personally identifiable information with you. You are going to store it somewhere. You are going to use it, okay? Legal is a layering aspect, and that is why you start with the basics, and then we layer it on as your business grows. So the client intake form, they can then fill out digitally. You have a timestamp. You have their name as they're filling it out. You don't have to maintain the digital file. Like, it's just there. You can review it, depending on which service you're using. But all of that is protecting you, and it's keeping that information off of a front desk, off of laying around, because you don't want this stuff laying around open in an office, okay? You could get into trouble depending on where you live. Different jurisdictions have different laws. Again, we're not diving into the intricacies of that point, but you're just protecting what your client is sharing with you, and you're not using your time or their lash experience to fill out the forms. Easy enough, they can do it on their phone before they ever get to the appointment. Then their experience with you is enhanced or elevated. The other piece that they agree to as they're booking their appointment is your client contract. This is simply your expectations, your policies, your procedures specifically laid out. I'm not going to dive in to pulling a client contract apart. We're going to do that on a future episode. But you have to think through who is the legal relationship involved when you're lashing their lashes. You want to make sure it's between you as a business and them as an individual. If you're working in a salon, 
if you're the salon owner, you for sure want to make sure that the relationship is clearly either that of an employee that's doing the lashes or as a renter, someone who's renting space in your salon. So the contract at its best function identifies the legal parties involved in the lash session and makes that completely clear should you ever need that contract to get turned on. You don't want that part to ever be uh, muddy. Okay, we want that to be nice and clear. It's also going to lay out payment and cancellations and refunds and is do you have a refund or do you, um, you know, offer a way to fix if they're unhappy with the service? All of those pieces, they need to be agreeing to before they come to the appointment. Now, people will always say to me, oh my gosh, but my client is going to like see that contract and freak out. There's ways to minimize the legality part. It shouldn't stand out like a thorn. It can be presented as, quite honestly, the rose that it is because it is showing your client, I've thought this through, I'm protecting you, I am a professional, and this isn't some fly-by-night, you know, I'm, I just decided to do lashes last night. So again, it it isn't a thorn. It is actually a rose. And there's ways to minimize it when you're doing online scheduling such that it's a box. I agree to these terms. If they want to click it to read them, they absolutely can. But it's not thrown up in their face. But it is still protecting you. Your consent form. Another piece you want people to give their informed consent before you do their lashes. Now, this is the overly protective lawyer in me. If I was a lash artist, I would get consent every single time they book an appointment, which is why I would use an online scheduler and consent and client terms would always be a part of that booking process. Different states have different time frames for how how long is a valid consent. The lawyer in me knows if I'm getting fresh consent for every appointment, then I'm never going to run into that issue of did I have valid consent? Did I not have valid consent? It is such an easy way for you to close the door, legally speaking, on having to argue with someone else's attorney was their consent valid or not? Can you find that consent? When it is coupled with their schedule, their booking appointment, but they come twice a month. Well, they had an issue with the second time they came in for their lashes. It is easy. You go into your system. You pull it up. The date and the timestamp is there. The consent is there. That issue goes away so that you can focus on whatever the true issue is, all right? Part of this step is really taking away the ammunition that another attorney could come at you with, which is always protecting you and protecting your profits because you don't have to spend the money to fight it. Photo release. Okay. This, we are going to come back to this in more detail during part two when we're talking about at the appointment and in week three after the appointment. But you need permission to take and share photos even if all you're using them for is internally for teaching purposes. You have to get photo release. Again, 
when coupled with someone booking their appointment, you get photo release every time they book an appointment. It has what you use it for, how you're going to use it, can you use it, and getting that permission is essential. Okay, please do not take photos and definitely do not post photos without a photo release. So that is the, those are probably the parts that you would normally think of in terms of, oh yeah, that's the legal stuff. Yep, I know I need to deal with that. Now I want to dive into their booking their appointment. And I know there are so many discussions about what I'm about to share with you. And it's not the focus of today, but I'm going to give you the large 30,000 foot view. And that is, do you charge a reservation fee or a deposit fee? Now, the reason I lead with reservation fee is as a lawyer, if I want to argue for a client who was charged because they didn't show or they canceled too late, whatever the case may be, if you charged them a deposit fee, Deposit, by its definition, is against the service. They didn't get the service. So you charging them before they ever came in opens you up to a very easy legal attack. Reservation, on the other hand, is against time. All right? If you charge a reservation fee to say, yep, I'm going, well, I'd like to book my lashes for Wednesday at 2 p.m., I click that button. Yes, please secure that time with your reservation fee of $20, $30, $40, whatever the amount is. That's irrelevant. Here's my reservation fee. That's against my time. My client contract outlines when do I need to cancel by to have my reservation either refunded or credited against the next appointment. It covers when a no-show happens. The reservation fee is not refunded. So Going through a client contract, you think that through, it's hooked up to your online scheduler, they've agreed to those terms, they're now going moving forward, giving their reservation fee. You are making your life easy because you're not triggering legal headaches unnecessarily. And we will um, go into this in detail if this is a topic that you're really trying to work through right now. Go to lashinglegally.com and you can search on deposit fees or reservation fees. I do have information that is already on there that we haven't discussed yet on the podcast. So I am a huge fan of reservation fees and I'm a huge fan of reservation fees as a normal operating business process. When I go to book my hair appointment, here's your reservation fee. Yep. No problem. I'll give you my $20 for my reservation fee. If I need to cancel or reschedule and I do it within the window, no problem. I don't pay another one. But if I just don't show, the reservation fee had nothing to do with the actual hair appointment. And it saves you from needing to treat new clients one way, existing clients a different way. But this is part of a much bigger business process discussion. So I'm sharing my thoughts with you in terms of how they have a legal impact, but please really think through what's the right business process for you. I just want you to understand that as they're booking their appointment, charging a reservation fee 
completely legit. And it protects you legally speaking, far better than using the word deposit. Now, if you're going to do a reservation fee and you need to then take the payment, never, ever, ever (laughs) touch the numbers of someone's card directly. Again, this is another reason why the online scheduling protects you, protects your profits, because you aren't touching the money and you're not using your time to touch the money. They enter those, they enter their information via the scheduling app. They stay in control of the card and the security code. Never, ever touch anyone's debit card or credit card numbers. Never store them on file. Um, There's different scheduling systems that allow you to safely, the the, um, client is able to check a box. Yes, store this card for future purchases. But again, that is on them. It's not on you, and it's part of the system. That system is bound by all kinds of banking laws. So please never, ever, ever touch anyone's credit card numbers. Um, It protects you. Don't take them over the phone. Have a way that they can swipe, which we will get into um, at the appointment, or where they can enter it via your online scheduler and um, payment systems. It's really important. Legally speaking, you don't want to ever act like a bank because you don't want to trigger banking laws. And there's lots of banking laws. Just don't touch them. You can easily make them go away because... If anyone were to come into my business, I can never touch anyone's credit card. They have to enter it through my scheduler or they enter it through, I use a system called Kajabi. If they're buying something, they are always in control of their card. So I, it's impossible for me to trigger a banking law. Absolutely impossible, which is what you want. You're a lash artist, not a bank. Now, They've come in, they've booked their appointment, they've agreed to the client terms, they have um, agreed, they've filled out their consent, they've done their photo release, they've done their intake, they've paid the reservation fee. Now, you're going to start sending reminders. Your online scheduler and your reminder system, again, is going to protect you and it's going to protect your profits. I've mentioned I use Acuity. It's $19 a month for me. I pay the extra so that I can have email and text reminders because most of my clients are like me. They're on their phone all the time, and so I need text reminders. It helps um, minimize, if not completely eliminate, no-shows or cancellation fees or cancellations and reschedules without me having to touch it. So again, $19, I can't hire anyone for $19. And The reminders come into play because it's not just the act of reminding them, but in your reminders, include the link to the terms that they've already agreed to. Again, it's not in their face, but it's there if you need it. If something were to happen and you can easily show a lawyer, a judge, here are the reminders, here are the links, here is where I'm not acting like a bank. All of that is protecting you. It's protecting your money because it's not costing you any money. It's keeping the expenses of having to defend yourself minimal. And when you're including the links, 
to cancel and reschedule, when you have the policy right there, then you eliminate the, oh my gosh, well, I didn't know that. Like you never told me that. I never, there's no way. That could be a back and forth discussion via text that goes on for 20 minutes or a couple of hours. Make it go away. Send the reminder. Include the links. You've thought through what your policies are so that you know you're confidently going to enforce them because that's that's what professionals do. Now, as you're sending the reminders, here's where you keep it in alignment with your client terms, which has your cancellation, your no-shows, your refunds, all of that is laid out. And let's say you allow people to cancel up to 24 hours. Well, send a reminder at 48 hours, letting them know it's two days until our appointment. Here's the button, you know, to add it to your calendar. And if you need to cancel, please do so now. So you're you're enhancing and you're elevating the entire experience with you, which is going to make them fall in love with you even more because they feel taken care of. But legally speaking, you're also covering yourself because you're sending a reminder, you're linking to that cancel policy so that let's say someone cancels two hours before their appointment. Now, as the business owner, do you ultimately have discretion? You absolutely do. But part of growing and scaling a business is we have to maintain consistency. And if you're constantly making exceptions or constantly having to handle it on your own, it's going to cost you money. And it's not going to be elevating the experience that your client has. So that is why the reminders are key and keeping them in alignment with what your policies are. So I know we have talked about a lot. Like I said, the before appointments is the heaviest aspect because they're needing to agree to things before the appointment happens. So quick recap, we've covered the key legal issues that are triggered by your website. So your privacy policy and your cookie consent. The key pieces as they're booking an appointment, which are your client contract or client terms, client services agreement, whatever you'd like to call it, client intake, photo release, consent. And then we've also touched on the difference between reservation fees versus a deposit fee and the cancellation dates and how those need to stay in alignment with your reminders. Now, next week, we are going to talk about the legal issues that happen at the appointment, and we're going to pick up with no-shows. So, I would love for you to subscribe so that you never miss an episode on protecting you and your profits because I want you to legally zip up your lash business. And if you have enjoyed this episode, please leave me a review. Send me a message. I would love. Now, I'm not your lawyer, so please always do your research, talk to your attorney, and get the specific guidance based on your facts and circumstances. I want to educate you about the legal implications of your business decisions because every business decision has a legal impact and we want them to be positive. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. There is a full-length legal masterclass available on demand at lashinglegally.com. Until next week, where we'll dive into another topic directly related to helping you navigate the legal issues in your lash business so you can protect what you are working so hard to build.